Welcome to the third edition of the International Accounting Education Standards Board's audio podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Pierce, chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group. Today, we're joining you from New York City. Over the next few minutes, we're going to share highlights from the IAESB's recent meeting held here from April 9th to 11th, 2014, and discuss other recent Education Board activities. Let me introduce today's participants. IAESB Chair Peter Walneiser and Board Members David Simcoe, Gareth Wellings and Chris Austin. Welcome, Peter. Let's start by talking about the IAESB strategy and work plan for 2014 to 2016. What can you tell us about the discussion of project issues and proposal that took place during the meeting? Uh, Thank you, Aileen. Uh, Before I answer that particular question, can I say that the board has had a very productive and engaging meeting over the last uh, three days. It was our great pleasure to welcome four new members to the board, uh, Brian Maguire, Claire Morley, Isaac Naguna and Greg Owens. Uh, It was also uh, very nice to be able to recognise Edward Keyswetter, who is serving as Deputy Chair uh, of the Board for this year. Uh, Between our last meeting and today, the Steering Committee uh, has been working uh, very diligently on a thorough analysis of the feedback from the exposure of the draft strategy and work plan. Uh, We've met several times and has crafted uh, a comprehensive uh, proposal uh, which takes account of the feedback and the further deliberations of the steering committee. And I'm very pleased uh, that uh, Chris Austin very kindly led the discussion uh, of that proposal uh, at the board over the last few days. And uh, I'm delighted that Chris has agreed to join us and I'll ask him to share with you the outcome of the board's deliberations on that. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Let me say four things about this. Um, First of all, the strategy and work program is a critical document and process for this board. It sets out what we will do over the next three years Uh, to further improve the quality of accounting education and hence the uh, quality of the profession and the public's confidence in this global profession. Uh, Secondly, at the board, we had a very rich discussion. Every board member participated over the two and a half days. Uh, We decided how we would respond to a wide range of feedback on the exposure draft, some of it quite challenging, to be honest, questioning whether the board had a remit um, beyond this year. Uh, Some of it very constructive, suggesting that we uh, improve our approach to our planned projects. Um, What we concluded is that we will revise our strategy and work program so that it better reflects our objectives of setting high quality international education standards, supporting their adoption and implementation, and assessing the standards and in a continuous way Um, assessing the environment to see if there's a need for additional standards or any further maintenance to the current set. Third point, uh, on the process, um, we'll finalise the strategy and work plan um, over the next few weeks. It will be submitted to the Public Interest Oversight Board for their deliberation and hopefully approval 
and then it will be published with an explanation of how we've reached our conclusions. More importantly, my final point, what will this strategy and work programme deliver? Uh, we'll complete the revision of the international education standards focused on learning outcomes. We will produce guidance on how member bodies and providers of professional accounting education implement those standards. And we will plan to assess their impact on the quality of education and hence the profession, and so continue the cycle of the board's work over the next three years and beyond. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Let, let me now turn to David Simcoe for an update on the revision of the framework. David, would you update us on the latest developments, please? I'd be happy to, Aileen. Um, the framework task force came to the April board meeting with really two objectives in mind. The, the, the first was to get some feedback from the board on certain revisions that we were planning to make uh, to the framework for international education standards. Uh, we had an opportunity to discuss these same potential revisions with the CAG as part of a, a meeting earlier this year. So with the board, we basically laid out uh, the draft wording that uh, we had a chance to share with the CAG, a summary of all of the feedback that the CAG gave us as part of that discussion, and then how the task force was proposing to respond to those uh, feedbacks that we uh, received. And, and it triggered a very healthy and, and thorough discussion on, on each of those areas and, and left the task force with some good direction on how to uh, continue with their update of the framework document. The second thing uh, we focused on was the project proposal itself, uh, which really outlines everything that we think is needs to happen uh, between now and the conclusion of the, the framework document, uh, including uh, our objectives, the scope, uh, and the overall timeline. Uh, most of the board's discussion on this topic really focused on uh, challenging the task force to do what it could to accelerate the, the timeline in completing the framework initiative. And the task force went away and, and, and uh, represented to the board a, a revised timeline which uh, was ultimately supported and uh, I think everyone is very comfortable, meets the, the strong desire of, of the board to complete this project as timely as possible. Next steps are, are fairly clear to us. Uh, in the meeting later this month with the, the CAG, uh, we will be presenting the framework project proposal and getting feedback from the CAG at that time. We will then bring the project proposal back to the board in the June meeting for approval. Also at the June meeting, the task force is working hard at finalizing its first complete draft of the framework document, and we plan to share that with the board and get their input on the full framework revisions versus the selected revisions we shared during this meeting. So we're looking forward to continue to advancing our work uh, on the framework document and continuing to get uh, the strong and, and helpful feedback from both the CAG and the board. Thank you very much, David. And now, Gareth, would you like to tell us about developments regarding the IAESB glossary? Of course, Aileen, and uh, thanks very much. Um, our IAESB glossary of terms um, sits alongside the framework uh, and underpins the IAESB's body of literature. Uh, it, it provides the definitions of the key terms that we use throughout the education standards. Uh, and so it's a key point of reference for our users and readers of the standards. As the board has moved through the revisions project over recent years, 
Um, understandably, a range of changes have occurred to the terminology that we used in our standards. And so as we approach the end of the project, um, an important piece of work is to ensure that those changes are now properly reflected in a revised version of the glossary that can then accompany the new set of revised standards. The uh, drafting working group of the board, which I chair, have therefore been analysing the impact on the glossary. Um, we put to the board at this meeting a set of recommended changes to be made, uh, those are terms to be added uh, and amended, some terms to be removed and some changes to improve the overall structure and uh, an approach for the glossary. We had some really good discussion, received uh, the board's input and support for those changes. And so we're taking those forward and, and there will be a plan to expose any new terms alongside the framework following our next meeting in June. Thank you very much, Gareth. And now, Peter, you recently made a presentation to the World Bank in, Bank in Washington, D.C. Will you please tell us a little about that? Uh, thank you, Aileen. Yes, uh, David McPeak and I uh, made a joint presentation last Monday uh, to the World Bank. We're very grateful to Jennifer Thompson, who is the Chief Financial Management Officer of the bank, uh, and several of her senior colleagues from the Operations Policy and Country Services branch of the bank. Uh, there were several senior people uh, in the Washington office present for the discussions and the presentation, and we're very pleased uh, to have had uh, senior members of that uh, group also from field offices in Austria and South Africa participating by uh, video conference. Uh, the the presentation and the discussions were really about the, uh, the, uh, the essence of the revised IESs, uh, what's in prospect in terms of their potential beneficial impact on professional accounting education around the world, and in particular, uh, how we might contribute um, to a discussion about how the, the bank might uh, use the revised IESs and the work that's going to flow out through the implementation uh, and guidance exercises from this board in perhaps modifying their country questionnaires, uh, which is a diagnostic tool of the bank uh, for assessing uh, improvements in education uh, around the world. It was, it was a very engaging conversation and we were very honoured uh, and delighted to have been invited and to participate uh, in that way. And so we look forward to a continuing dialogue with Jennifer uh, and her colleagues uh, over the, the, the coming months as the uh, guidance and implementation activities of this board unfold. Very interesting, Peter. Uh, before we end this podcast, I'd like to give Peter a chance to make some closing remarks. Well, thank you, Aileen. Uh, I think, as I said at the beginning of this uh, podcast, we had a very productive and engaging meeting uh, this week, and uh, we have really made great progress on uh, the framework proposal, uh, the revised proposal in relation to the strategy and work plan uh, and the glossary. Uh, we're looking forward to the June meeting where we will further advance uh, the framework uh, project. Um, following uh, David Simcoe's comments about what's going to take place between now and then. Uh, we'll be looking uh, to uh, an analysis of the uh, feedback from the exposure of the IES-8. It's a very important project to this board and for our respective communities. 
Uh, and of course, uh, we all have the opportunity to uh, advance a strategy and work plan uh, after its uh, consideration by the CAG uh, and by the PIOB. And uh, we expect to have uh, preliminary drafts leading to project proposals in respect of the major projects that are uh, foreshadowed in the strategy and work plan. Uh, so we look forward to that uh, at our June meeting. And I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, say a very sincere thanks to my colleagues, Chris, David and Gareth, for participating uh, in this uh, audio podcast. Uh, I think it's wonderful when uh, colleagues on the board are able to participate um, in this sort of activity. So I thank them for their time and for their contributions. And thank you, Aileen. This concludes the third audio podcast for the International Accounting Education Standards Board. Thanks again to IAESB Chair Peter Wallneiser and Education Board members David Simcoe, Chris Austin and Gareth Wellings for participating. The next IAESB meeting will be June 23rd to 25th, 2014 in New York City. More information on the Education Board is available on our website www.iaesb.org. I'm Aileen Pierce. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.